They seek him here, they seek him there. Those Frenchies seek him everywhere. Is he in heaven? Is he in hell? That damned elusive Pimpernel. motion picture Red Shoes as Baroness Orxy's immortal character, the Scarlet Pimpernel. does in Paris. One moment the Place de la Grève was filled with screaming rabble, and the next the mob was scurrying for shelter. Tony Dewhurst and I, caught away from our carriage, sought shelter in a doorway. Oops, they could do with a thrash. Not now, and not from us, not so openly. Now, there's room here for her. Well, of course. Oh, uh, There is only one good flower left in the world today, monsieur. A flower that comes from your country. I, uh, I'm afraid I don't understand you, mademoiselle. You have a flower, monsieur, called the Scarlet Pimpernel. But in these days, it has a much greater meaning. To many of us, it is a symbol of hope, 
of escape. Do you understand me now? You mean the good heavens, girl. <laughs> You're not talking about that legendary character the French secret police have invented. He is not an invention, monsieur. He lives, I tell you. An Englishman like you, I must find him. Why, mademoiselle? To save the life of my father. Monsieur, an accident of fate has made it possible for me to talk to you. I beg you, help me. Oh, but... <laughs> Oh, we're just ordinary Englishmen, my dear. Not blasted heroes like this Scarlet Pimpernel of yours. No, but you nor other Englishmen, he may be among your own friends without your knowing. Well, in which case it would be quite impossible for us to help. Not impossible, monsieur. I ask you to do only one thing. Wherever Englishmen gather, tell them that a woman needs help. It may reach the ears of the right man. My name is... Emily Rambeau. Emily Rambeau. I live at 15, Rue de la Dernière Espoir. In English, monsieur, it means the street of the last hope. Oh, I must go now. Oh, in this confounded rain. Look up the street, monsieur. A troop of soldiers, Blakeney. Would they be out if they weren't seeking someone, monsieur? I beg you, remember what I told you. She was gone as suddenly as she appeared, slipping furtively along the side of the buildings as the soldiers who had entered the street fanned out and moved from doorway to doorway, peering into each face. Do you think they saw her? No, she clung to the wall. The facade of this doorway blocked their view. Did you ever see a face like that outside a dream? Rarely. I waited for you to say something to her, Blakeney. Poor, half-starved creature, a word of encouragement. You mean the sort of word Monsieur Chauvelin would like to hear me utter? You mean her approach to us was deliberately staged? I didn't say that, but it might have been. Well, that would mean that Chauvelin finally does suspect you. Oh, not at all. But reason it out, Tony. She might approach a dozen Englishmen in a dozen different ways. Then Monsieur Chauvelin would wait like a cat for one of them to turn up at 15 Rue de la Dernière Espoir. It would be a clever trap. And Chauvelin is a clever man. But suppose she was telling the truth, Blakeney. Then there's nothing to be concerned about, Tony. The lady left her address. It's a place to send a message. We'll see the lady again, Tony. But not on the street of the last hope. In a moment, Marius Goring returns as the Scarlet Pimpernel. Goring as the Scarlet Pimpernel. 
could see nothing but the gold coin clutched in his grimy fist. I selected a rendezvous outside the city on the road to Orléans. It's... Go all right, Emily, Rambo. Don't be alarmed. Are you... Let's say that I'm the man you wanted to see, mademoiselle. I had heard that you were a strong man, monsieur. You... Hold me very lightly. I, I, I am ashamed that I painted. I can stand now. Very well. I didn't know you'd come on foot. I do not own a horse, monsieur, or much of anything else. I came the only way I could. I'm sorry. There were reasons. I can understand. I would have walked a thousand kilometers through a gauntlet of devils. Here's the brandy, but I'm afraid there's no glass for the lady. I don't think she'll mind. Drink quickly, mademoiselle, then tell me your story. Thank you. You can see the road from here. I'd better watch the fields in back while you talk to her. Might be best. Could be patrols about. A little whistle when you want me. Right. That was most welcome, monsieur. It will serve to warm you. Your father's the one who's in trouble, isn't he? Yes. What sort of trouble? He is on Citizen Chauvelin's list of suspects. And because I am his daughter, I have been watched almost constantly. Has Chauvelin made an open accusation of treason against your father? No, but you know what happens to people once they are on the list. Accusation and arrest are certain in a matter of days, perhaps hours. Even while I'm here, they might be taking him. Please, I assure you, he will be saved. Perhaps I should tell you who he is, monsieur. General Rambo. General Rambo? But he's... An invalid, monsieur. A man with a useless body, but a man with a mind and a soul. Where is your father now? Where I came from, monsieur. Fifteen Rue de la Dernière Espoir. Oh, yes. <laughs> the street of the last hope. We'll make that last hope a good one. Here. Take this gold. But Take I, it. I... Buy the best of food tomorrow. See that you and your father are both well fed and ready for a long journey. To where, monsieur? To London and safety. He cannot ride, monsieur. He... I said everything would be taken care of. Believe me. Perhaps there are some things even you cannot do. Nothing in life is ever certain, mademoiselle, but one can always try. We'll be ready at ten o'clock tomorrow night. I will call for you at the street of the last hope. What do you want? To trade with you, Citizen Chauvelin, for the life of my father. Indeed? And what do you have to trade? The Scarlet Pimpernel.
moment, Marius Goring returns as the Scarlet Pimpernel. Goring as the Scarlet Pimpernel. Long before the appointed hour of ten o'clock, Tony and I put our plan into operation. It was only four thirty in the afternoon when we turned into the Rue de la Dernière Espoir, disguised as chimney sweeps. <laughs> like it? <laughs> like it? It's foolproof. The ladder will make a perfect litter for the old gentleman. <laughs> Wait a minute, Blakeney. What about the girl, Emily? I will go into the house one last time for a forgotten broom. It will be she who comes out, dressed in the clothes I'm wearing. You'll move away quickly, then. The night will protect you. But you'll be left. Well, of course I'll be left. But left in a house that is not under guard. All I need do is wash my face and stroll off in the simple French garments I wear under these. Fine. But one thing more. What of the people in the house you plan to use? They may not want the services of chimney sweeps. Uh, then we shall have to tie them up in the interest of cleaner chimneys, dear Tony. After all, our services are free. <laughs> I'm afraid Citizen Chauvelin won't think so. To him, all bills from the Scarlet Pimpernel come rather high. <laughs> Enough laughter, citizen. After all, ours is a grim and unhappy trade. And there is our chosen place of work. Number 17, Rue de la Dernière Espoir. Oh, <laughs> citizen, comrade, horse. All right, Tony. No slip-ups. Let's get it done. Somebody at the door, Emily. Yes. I know who it is. Is it soldiers? Have I been publicly accused? If it is, I have my gun under my robe. No, Father, there is nothing to fear. You will not be taken. I will tend to it. I am coming! Good evening, Citizen Chauvelin. Good evening, Citizeness Rombo. It is nine o'clock. My men are being placed in this quarter. I hope for your father's sake that nothing goes amiss. The Pimpernel has given me his word. And he is a citizen of honor. You wouldn't understand that, Citizen Chauvelin. 
Nor would I. I am not interested in your comments. Captain! We, oui, citizen Chauvelin. Are your men deployed? We. Oui. If you dressed as soldiers, but the rest as you instructed out of uniform. They will seem casual strollers as they patrol in twos and threes. Good. I will be waiting at my headquarters, Captain. See that I get the report I wish. If the Pimpernel should manage to get into the house without being seen, Citizeness Rambaud will signal you by opening the blinds. Won't you, Citizeness? Oui. The cup there, Captain. It has been there all day, Citizen. A bad chimney. That, that is why there is so much smoke. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I, I can call the sweeps and order them away. No. They would wonder why. It is natural for the cop to be there. It may help to alleviate any suspicion of a trap. Leave it. Quick. Lean over the edge. Way over. Careful. By the door to number 15. Mademoiselle Rambo and a captain of the army and... And that other one is Citizen Chauvelin. Good heavens. She's just shook hands with him. Blakeney, it is a trap. Yes. All right. Come away before somebody looks up here. So we better think fast. We've got to get out of here, Blakeney. We will get out of here. At ten o'clock. And with General Rambo. It's impossible. Until it's done. Come on, get out of these sweeps' clothes. No, no. No. First go down to the cart. You know where the guns are hidden? Yes. We'll bring two, loaded. And all the powder we have. Then we'll change garments. We'll be dressed as ordinary citizens, just as the others are down there. Well, what are you going to do? Set off a blast in this basement of the house. Then rush into the street, screaming that the Pimpernel is trapped in here, disguised as a chimney sweep. They've seen the sweeps. Now they'll think we're two of the soldiers. Now, that should draw them away from number 15. Now, you take orders from me, as though I were a superior. I'll order you to move the sweeps, Scott. Stop it in front of number 15. Rush in there. I'll be right behind you. Once inside, we'll fire our pistols. But... Why draw them that way again? So we can carry the general and his daughter out as though they've been shot on Chauvelin's orders to prevent their escape. Leave it to me. The girl, too? Yes. Knock her out. You may have to. Maybe our only chance. Get your man down here, Captain. You order me? By special command of Citizen Chauvelin. Don't let them escape. And you, Citizen, move that cart. The cursed Pimpernel must have some need of it. We, Commandant. Tony leapt in response to my order. And as I hoped it would, it seemed to convince the captain. He and his men rushed into the billowing smoke from the blasted building. Tony had moved the cart swiftly to number 15. I followed. You all right? Fine. Let's get what we came after. Hit the door hard. We've no time. Right. Here goes. Catch him. No, mademoiselle, not yet. It is you. Who are these men, Emily? We are friends, sir. Come to take you to safety. You don't know me, General, but I'm known as the Scarlet Pimpernel. If you and your daughter will do as I say. He will die. I have my own way of saving him, monsieur. Sorry, mademoiselle. I will kill you for this. Put that gun down, sir. Traitors to Chauvelin. You lie, monsieur. That can be proven later when we get both of you out of here. Now listen to those madmen. They'll kill her and you and us. What? What do you want me to do? Now just seem like a dead man when I carry you out of the door and dump you into a cart. You can hold on to your gun, though, in case it's needed. 
All right, monsieur. But if you lied about my daughter... You may have any satisfaction you wish. All right, Tony. The two shots. Well, that drew them, all right. Let's hope we're right about the rest of the plan. Come on, pick her up. Right. And you, come on. Over my shoulder. Let's move, Tony. What happened in there? Hey, precaution, Captain. A precaution. Citizen Chauvelin ordered these two executed on the spot if the Pimpernel was not taken without trouble. Have your men got him surrounded? There is nothing to surround. That building is empty. Empty? You fool. Did anyone see those chimney sweeps come out? No, no, Dave, get after him. The roofs, the cellars, everywhere. You let him get away, Captain. And Citizen Chauvelin will send you to join those two. I would happily pull the trigger myself. moment, Marius Goring returns as the Scarlet Pimpernel. Goring as the Scarlet Pimpernel. Seas calm tonight, Tony. Yes. This moon, we'll soon be seeing Dover. The general all right? Fuchs brought him some food a while ago. He was sleeping. Good. Did he talk to his daughter at all? Yes. Finally. After all, she's his own flesh and blood. Where is she? Why? Now, don't tell me you're going to talk to her. Yes, I am. Where is she? Standing back there, alone, near the stair. She... Good heavens, look! She's climbing up onto the... Eli, Don't! Don't jump! Come off there! Let me go! No, no, no. Cry if you wish, but I won't let you go. I betrayed you. I repaid your kindness and bravery. You were trying to save the life of your father, Emily. Believe me, I would not have done such a thing to you to save myself. I know. And I forgive you, Emily. You're a woman, and a woman has no scruples, no mercy, when she's trying to protect somebody she loves. Maybe that's why the world has lasted so long. 
Adventures of the Scarlet Pimpernel, starring Marius Goring, with music composed and conducted by Sidney Torch. Produced by Harry Allen Towers.